0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic will get 25,000 tickets for the Betfred Cup final with Aberdeen landing 20,000. Stephen McLean's been charged for his grab on Abui Kwasi as Stephen Naismith faces a spell on the sidelines. And Stephen Gerrard's not lost any belief or confidence in his team despite Rangers' exit on Sunday. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. And Super Sunday is about to give way to Wondrous Wednesday, a full... Premiership card of action tomorrow night, Gordon, including Dundee versus Celtic, Rangers versus Kilmarnock, and of course an Edinburgh derby. And after a day, it's got three notices of complaint from the SFA compliance officer. If Gordon Dale doesn't behave tonight, I'm bringing Stephen McLean in to get a grip on him. Oh, yeah, I think we should move on from that one as quick as possible. Uh, Gordon Dale, yeah. it is all happening. Huge games at the weekend, huge games. Already tomorrow coming round quickly um, And various things happening in between tickets And uh, the compliance officer's been the, the busiest woman in the country today Yeah exactly And um, after the excitement of the weekend Gordon We're now back to league uh, business And uh, a lot of important games tomorrow Not just at the top If you look at the bottom as well St Mirren, Motherwell Motherwell need a big result You've got uh, Dundee uh, hosting Celtic Need a big result uh, and then you've got Kamarnock Proudly sitting in second place And they go to Ibrox And Rangers Need a big result after Sunday now, There's a fitness update On Lee Griffiths Coming from Brendan Rogers As well Like I say of course We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard the, the, the aim for him now Bouncing back from that disappointment At the weekend Let's start with the, the most recent news If you like Roger Hanna uh, And that would be the tickets For the Betfred Cup final It's 0141 951 1025 let us know what you think of this We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well uh, So Celtic are getting 25,000 tickets Roger Aberdeen are getting 20,000 Now in normal times That might not raise too many eyebrows But of course um, A lot of people are asking questions Given Aberdeen's struggle To sell more than 10,000 tickets For the semi-final uh, They have issued a statement tonight Aberdeen um, saying that based on past attendance figures For Aberdeen versus Celtic in a final So for instance it was 18,000 they took to the 2016 League Cup final And they took 20,000 to the 2017 Scottish Cup final So Aberdeen have basically guaranteed Roger That they will sell 16,500 In an attempt to prevent what we saw for the semi-final Yeah and to be honest No disrespect to Aberdeen I'm not interested in what's happened in previous finals against Celtic I'm only interested in what happened last weekend um, Aberdeen embarrassed themselves With the way the tickets were sold For the semi-final against Rangers um, They kicked up a stink from day one They weren't happy with the time of the kickoff. They weren't happy with the travel arrangements They weren't happy with this or that They demanded so many tickets And they sold fewer than 10,000 So Aberdeen for me Are extremely lucky They've been given 20,000 tickets For a Betfred Cup final on the 2nd of December And they had better sell a minimum of 16,500. Otherwise, it will be an embarrassment on top of an embarrassment. Yeah, at the beginning, uh, Gordon had a lot of sympathy for Aberdeen in the semi-final. I thought they deserved half the tickets because they're in the semi-final. Why be treated differently? But as Roger touched on there, to sell only 10,000 and then get to the final... Um, I think they're I'm with Roger I think they're lucky I think they're lucky they got 20,000 I thought it may be being 
you know, 30,000 uh, Celtic and 15 Aberdeen. Um, but it's up to Aberdeen supporters to come out now and uh, buy the tickets and support their club because they're at a final and uh, they'll all be looking forward to that. But uh, after the embarrassment of the semi-final with the support, then I think they're very lucky with the outcome. If you're comparing apples with apples, Roger, is it not more appropriate though that they look back on, on previous cup finals and, and against the same opposition rather than drawing it from the semi-final? No. No, not at all And I feel sorry It, it doesn't matter how this pans out, Gordon um, Celtic took 30,000 supporters to Murrayfield at the weekend To watch them watch their team beat Hearts 3-0 However this pans out All of those 30,000 people will not get tickets for the final um, All of the 9,000 or so Or 10,000 Aberdeen fans Who went to the semi-final against Rangers Can go to the final And they can all take a pal with them so I have a great deal of sympathy I'm sure the calls will come in And both sides of this coin will be debated tonight in the show But I have a great deal of sympathy For the Celtic supporters Who spent their own hard-earned money To get themselves to Edinburgh for the early kick-off on Sunday And yet won't be able to see their team in a cup final at Hamden Come on then Celtic fans, Aberdeen fans Let's hear from you 0141 951 There really is a lot to get through tonight Don't forget there's a championship card as well Some big fixtures there Air Alloa, Falkirk, Ross County Inverness, Dunfermline And Queen of the South Morton as well 01419511025 is the number Scott in Barmulloch has called What do you make of this ticket allocation, Scott? Again? I, I, you mean, I, I'm a thing I come on the radio every single year When it comes to cup final time And I'm absolutely Roger, I applaud you for, for um, making so much about it, mate Because there's far too many people who don't make it you just said that the other night, but 9,000 Aberdeen fans went to the semi-final. They're on time to a ticket. I totally, 100% agree with them. Now, I don't know what Aberdeen's season ticket holders is, but I was reckon it's probably around about maybe 11 or 12,000. I would, I would be more than, more than happy to look at the chain like, well, you can average, your, sorry, your season ticket holders is 12,000. We'll give you 12,000 tickets, or we'll give you 15 gain extra for court or hospitality, that kind of thing. But why are they getting 20,000 tickets? It's the same thing again. Somebody's not been to a game of football all season long. A major cup final and we lauded about and we say, oh, this is great. I just don't even need to go to the game to come up. And there's going to be five or six or 7,000 Celtic fans that went to Murrayfield on Sunday are going to be sitting in the house watching in the daylight. Now, if you tell if, if somebody can tell me where the fearless that is, mm. Forget this rubbish about, oh, it should be a neutral venue. Absolute rubbish. Would you get any tickets to the Rangers? No. Would you get someone to Munich? Probably. Right Scott The line's well, breaking up a little bit Let me try and get that line Cleared up It's breaking up I think we obviously We, we got what Scott was Yeah was and, on about. And, and listen Had the semi-finals Gordon Gone the other way on Sunday If we were sitting here Discussing A Hearts versus Rangers Betfred Cup final I would be banging on the desk Demanding a 50-50 split Because you Hearts would be. Yeah Hearts took Was it 27 28,000 To the semi-final Rangers took 32 Or whatever it was to their semi-final So when you take numbers like that To the semi-finals It's only fair You get a 50-50 split for the final But for me Aberdeen forfeited the right To so many tickets With the number of fans They took to the semi-final on Sunday 
James is on Twitter James Shevlin says Celtic took 30,000 to the semi Aberdeen took 10,000 Each fan who attended should be at the final And the leftover should be split 50-50 That's fair, he says Uh, I think Scott's line is still a bit ropey Let's get the thoughts of Gary Who's a Celtic fan in Govan Hi Gary Hi, how you doing? Not bad Gary, what do you make of it? That's absolutely perfect Because it's not fair that fans actually travelled to Edinburgh And can't go to Glasgow and watch the final it doesn't matter what team there's But if it was Rangers it'd be the same It should be a higher split obviously Because oh, I understand Aberdeen fans are travelling A further distance But if they're, they're supposed to If they're taking so many tickets and they don't actually rock up It's, it's, it's just wrong What, what would you mean there Gary When you said if it was Rangers it, it would be the same If it was Rangers Rangers would expect more tickets If they were playing Aberdeen Oh if they were playing Aberdeen I thought you meant if they were yeah. playing Celtic Right okay No, no, well, if, no, no that'd be 50-50 Obviously, but um, that's there. But I mean, I would expect mm. uh, um, Rangers or, or even Hearts. If it was Hearts, I would expect at fifty, you know, them to get a higher percentage because they'd hire more fans went to the game. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing for the first time in years with Roger Harnison to my right here. Um, he's <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to note down the date. Yeah, if it was Hearts, and I'm, I'm the one that I was always shouting that if two teams get to the final, treat them the same. They're entitled to the same. Um, you know, amount of tickets or whatever it may be. Let them sell them, give them a such a date, and then send them back and let the bigger teams, if it's Celtic or Rangers in this case, Celtic, to go and buy them. But when you see the embarrassment of Aberdeen uh, in the semi-final, and you look at Rangers, Celtic, and Hearts, the amount of supporters they had there, they're entitled. 100%. They're entitled to have an opportunity to go to the yeah. final, Gordon. Uh, and what uh, happens if what happens to the tickets if the, the Aberdeen fans don't rock up? Well, they're guaranteed, Roger, sixteen and a half thousand. That's about eighty percent of their allocation has effectively been underwritten by by Aberdeen. Yeah, and I think if they don't sell any more than that, I think they're off three and a half. Depending on when it's sold from geographically within the stadium, going three and a half could go back to Celtic. So Celtic could get some more tickets. But even that's a point that was making earlier. Even if you add the three and a half to the twenty-five who've been given mm-hmm. today, it still wouldn't be enough to give every Celtic fan who went to Murrayfield a ticket for the final. Right, I'm I'm simply going to have to just offer the other side of the argument because you two agree with each other. All Come the callers so far agree with each other. What what about that sort of basic idea, Roger? If you take a step back. That it's a National Cup final You have a, a completely neutral venue And you try and make it as neutral as possible To begin well, with yeah, and, and then you sort I, of work I, from there I understand that completely Right? If the Betfred Cup final Was Celtic versus Cowdenbeath Would we be sitting here talking about a 50-50 split? No, of course we wouldn't Because Cowdenbeath are a smaller club And they don't have as many fans mm-hmm. Well, Aberdeen in the semi-final Behaved like a smaller club and they only brought 9,000 fans. So I think they're fortunate to have got an allocation of 16,500 16, to 20,000 for the Betfred Cup final. Because on the evidence of last Sunday at Hamden, the supporters don't deserve it. But you'll get, Roger, I, I, I would have looked at 15,000, 10,000 from the semi, semi final on Sunday, another five. Because you might have Aberdeen supporters that do go to the games. Couldn't have made it at, in the semi-final the, the, for, this for ag- other reasons. This agreeing thing is going to have to stop, uh, right. but, but now I agree with you. Right, so you can give them a little bit extra, but I think it's unfair in the Celtic supporters. I'm, mm. I was a wee bit like you, Gordon, in the semi-final. I said, right, give them the split, give them a certain date, 
and work it in such a way when the tickets come back that the Rangers yeah. fans or Celtic fans who get the bigger support can go mm. and buy them. Everybody's happy. But after witnessing the semi-final, Hearts, if they got to final, deserve 50. Celtic certainly do. Rangers certainly do. But I don't think Aberdeen do. Right, Scott's back. His line was a bit broken there, Scott. I'm going to hear from Brendan Rodgers very soon, but make a, a final point if you can. I'm glad to see that Gordon's changed his opinion because I had the same argument with Gordon last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember, I think it was the League Cup final as well. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to see Gordon's actually came on to the same agreement. I think that if, if Aberdeen have got a, a team ticket holder of 13,000 tickets, that's what they should have got. Why should somebody that doesn't go to the game week in, week out be entitled to a ticket? That's all, that's all I would say. Okay, thank Right, great. Thanks to Scott in Barmullock on Twitter at Clare SSB. Ross Hunter says, I'm a Rangers fan and I think it's a joke that Celtic aren't getting a minimum of 30,000 for the final. Uh, but Northern Light says, Hannah is being the parochial pandering Ouija as usual. The basis of all finals is a neutral venue with fairness. That means 50 50 or as close to possible. Can you ask if he was at the game on Sunday? I'm sure he'll tell us. And can, Northern Light. Can he name all the rest out of there? <laughs> he may well be able to 01419511025 Let's hear from Brendan Rogers, Who is not sure when Lee Griffiths will return to action uh, After he missed out in training again today The Hoops boss says he's currently in the care of the club's medical team um, But admits it could be weeks before he's fit again No, no, no He, he, was, he was here he was, But he's in the, uh, in the treatment room And with the, with the medical team So uh, we've got 10 injuries So, uh, so we're uh, You know, our medical team are are working very hard with the players to get themselves back, but there's, there's no timeline on it, no. Steve Yogi Smith is out for the next couple of months, which means that Scotland will be short of a striker there. Is mm-hmm. there any prospect of Lee being able to fill that gap? I'm not sure at this moment. I, I just We just take it day by day uh, with all the players. Um, yeah, it's a blow. Stephen Naismith being out for, for Scotland, for sure, and for Hearts, of course. But, uh, but yeah, well, we just need to assess that. There's not a lot of time, that's the only thing I would say. Certainly if he was available, he would not be nowhere near match fit. But uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll just see over the next few weeks where, where Lee's at. I think the Lee Griffiths injury is obviously going to be a blow for Scotland in light of Stephen Naismith being out as well. Probably opens a door for Oliver McBurney, maybe some others, for these games against Albania and Israel. But I think first and foremost the Lee Griffiths injury is a problem for Celtic. Celtic, because of circumstances, have gone with two frontline strikers in a squad only two between the closure of the summer window and the opening of the, the January window, Gordon. And if anything was to befall Odson Edward in the next two months, I think Brendan Rogers has got a problem in his hands. I suppose that the key would be Gordon though is not to, to take any chances and, and rush Lee Griffiths back because th- this has been an, a recurring thing for, for quite some time in terms of and not being at full fitness and of course the high profile withdrawal from the Scotland squad to try and focus on his fitness mm-hmm. which obviously hasn't worked picked up another injury so um, I guess it's important that all parties get this one right Yeah there's no point as, as Roger touched on They've only got really two main strikers There's no point trying to rush one back And then causing more damage And then longer term out uh, So they've got to be very careful It's interesting Brendan Rogers saying That his medical, team, medical, medical, medical team are working uh, very very hard I couldn't get that <laughs> Can <you> get It's <laughs> medical, a medical yeah. Medical team <laughs> For some reason uh, Are working very very hard um, But You know 10 injuries um, A lot of key players there as well 
But Lee Griffiths is a big player, not just for Celtic, and obviously with the problems with Naismith, um, Alec McLeish will be a bit worried about it as well, because if you look at our other options, McBurney, uh, I'd much rather have a Griffiths up front for Scotland. Callum Patterson does Scored at Anfield Yeah well, I, I watched him Well I've argued on this programme For years That he was never a right back He was a forward And um, well, You're now taking the credit for it yes, After slating yeah. the poor boy For yeah. years No no okay. no I, 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 I never slated him as a footballer I said he was never a right back the Defender mm. He was a forward thinking player And uh, I'm shown to be right Because he scored <laughs> at Anfield Well We'll get, we'll get to your predictions a bit later on in the programme, will we? Liam McLaughlin's on Twitter. He says, Every Celtic fan that went to Murrayfield on Sunday should be guaranteed a seat. Likewise, those 9,000 Aberdeen fans that went to theirs split the rest. Um, but a bit of defence coming from Aberdeen fans. Matthew Elric says, Roger, away and don't talk nonsense. Aberdeen fans have taken 20,000 to the two previous finals. And in 2014, we took 43,000 to Parkhead. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard. Give us a call next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots of you getting in touch about the ticket allocation for the Betfred Cup final. Uh, we will get back to that, I'm sure, as the evening progresses. Let's just try and cover off some of the other topics because, my word, it's been another busy old day uh, in Scottish football. Looking at Rangers, Gordon, um, when you when you look back on the weekend, I'm, I'm actually inundated at the moment on Twitter. Stephen Wood, mm-hmm. he says, I missed the show on Sunday. What happened to Gordon's Sadiq comments? And uh, John the Jag, William Wilson is on as well. And, and this just reminds me, so it was like, this is the one week anniversary of of this clip I'm about to play. This was you Don't play that. last week prior to Aberdeen against Rangers. Let's remind ourselves. I'll be up front before Sadiq. I'll get my boots ready, waiting for a phone call. He's no, it's not going to happen for a big lad. I don't think it'll happen. This for him. is going to be one of those famous radio clips this when, is when not the team famous. when the team gets announced on on a, on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to a concert next Wednesday in Halloween, and if he's starting, I will dress up. There you go. So obvious question: What, what, what costume are you going for? Well, a lot of people are suggesting goes Pinocchio, but our, <laughs> I got the like dress Pinocchio. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was one of those moments that uh, obviously you guys have kept him well done to you. And a lot of people say that he didn't play on Sunday. I actually thought Sadiq, he was okay. I don't think he should have played, but he was okay. Roger, did, did that sound like he answered that question remotely there about what he's going to dress up as tomorrow? Uh, no, it's a concert again. Charlie Lonsborough Yeah Brilliant You've got to get the Cowboy hat on Cowboy this, yeah. is the, this is your last chance really Give us a tweet to Clyde SSB um, And let us know what, what Gordon should dress up as Worrying Worrying But you have to do it I mean you're a man of your word Are you not? I'm certainly a man of my word I'm expo- I, We are all expecting Photographic ef- evidence well, tomorrow Well usually Is it not usually at the weekend You go around and chopping doors I would No like it's to... on Halloween Tomorrow oh, Wednesday right, okay. <laughs> No no no, no He's <laughs> right Normally at weekend She does <laughs> go around and chopping doors That's a completely different story <laughs> One that I don't want to discuss um, on, on, on a family show uh, Let's speak to Alan and Drum Chapel We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard as well On the belief and confidence uh, At Rangers Alan Hello, panel. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Hey, Alan. Uh, my quick, uh, I had to, just a wee thing you were talking about Sadiq there. I thought Sadiq did quite well as well myself. He's not very good at putting the ball in the net, but I think he's very good at holding the ball off. So if he sits maybe behind 
Like Morelos, he'd be really, I think Sadiq would be really good at holding the ball off on Morelos to come in then and get the ball. But my main point was about uh, the game in the Sunday there. I think Rangers. Let, let's well deal, let's deal with that point it's first, fair. Alan. Alan, let's deal with that and I will let you back in, Gordon, because you, you actually, Halloween fancy dress outfits aside, uh-huh. you, you did stick up for Sadiq on Sunday saying you didn't think he was. Particularly bad You didn't think that You know you think he's been made A bit of a scapegoat If you I, like I do uh, I don't think he was The worst Rangers player Especially The fact that he's played What 26 minutes Very difficult Thrown into A, a, a semi-final At Hamden Against Aberdeen I thought it was a big ask For a lad I think the problem was It was highlighted Because at the end When he went round The goalkeeper For some reason He throws himself to the ground Only he will know uh, what he's what he was actually thinking about there, Gordon. Um, but yeah, it, I think everybody was frustrated with the fact he kept getting caught offside. He's a quick, he's quick over the, the ground. He, he doesn't need to do that. But for someone that just, he, I thought he worked hard. He, he tried his best, and I think that everybody's just looking at him and and forgetting about the rest of the players. Let's like, see Tavernier, for instance. I thought the captain who. Every time, be, he did get some stick yeah, on the phone t- lines every, last night Every time Rangers get beat Or he has a bad game He comes out and apologises all the time uh, Candias get in the great positions Didn't deliver Ryan Jack for me Never really turned up So I just You know You look at Sadiq I think the blame's got to go to the manager I really think the blame's got to go to the manager Well he said that himself didn't he Yeah well, well You know why pick the lad Why put him in that situation and all you can say to him is, look, go out there and try your best. Mm. I, I really don't think he was the worst. And um, I've got to say, I think he's been made the scapegoat of Sunday. And people are saying he'll never get into another Rangers jersey. You're basing that on after 26 minutes of uh, football for Rangers. And then he goes into a semi-final. Difficult job, Gordon. Yes, Especially uh, up front yourself. S- Stephen Gerrard shouldering the responsibility for this. The, the, if you, to take any blame at all... It should be for not changing things quicker than he did He waited until Lewis Ferguson scored the goal for Aberdeen And then just desperately threw on Arfield and Middleton It was clear from a long way out Rangers weren't going to score a goal with those players in the park does. Um, I tend to agree with, you know, with Sadiq He's not the best player in the world He's the third choice centre forward at the club He tried his hardest And he wasn't very good But there was ten others that weren't very good mm. on Sunday as well Um and I thought the manager should have changed it up earlier. I will be fascinated to see the team tomorrow night because if you are Eros Gresda or Glenn Middleton or Scott Arfield or players like that who had to sit on the bench both on Thursday and on Sunday and watch Rangers labour dreadfully in the final third, you'll be thinking, right, I'm bound to get a turn now. Alan, you want to come back in there? Yes, I was just I thought Rangers well, they didn't do the the very the, the worst I think I've seen Steve compared to just say the one of the games I've seen against Rapid the game I've seen against Rapid Vienna and Sunday I think the, the Rangers team didn't they like terrible it was just the final third and then well I, I watched the game myself and all the corners Rangers got they couldn't put one in the net so I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, coming into the second half, we were getting more corners. I think Rangers had something like 15 corners and couldn't put, they were either too long or too short. I think then I was then I was thinking to myself, well, this is going to, I feel that like Aberdeen's going to score. I think they're just going to get one corner and then it's going to mm. 
give them the, that one goal it's going to mean the difference yeah, I don't think Alan's alone I think Stephen Gerrard as well mentioned it that, that that quality in the final third That can cover a number of things Gordon It can be that final pass It can be that delivery from wide It can be You know Sadiq or anyone else When they, when they get that opportunity in the box But that, that was the obvious area wasn't it? Yes I don't think they had anything creative In the, the final third uh, Whether it was from the wide areas I touched on the first half Can Days get into great positions Two or three times And usually to be fair to him Usually his final ball is is brilliant but it was absolute hopeless. And there was nothing, no penetration for the middle of the park, Gordon, in the passes, whether a movement. You look at Kent, who came in and had been playing really well, offered nothing. Candace gets subbed, didn't offer a lot. Tavernier. So, you know, and obviously Sadiq up front. I agree with Roger. I think the problem that you look at Stephen Gerrard just now, I think as a young manager coming in, you... He's got to change it quicker for me. I don't know why he labours to 80-odd minutes before making substitutions. He made two at the weekend when the game was basically Aberdeen are now just saying, we're camping in, you will not mm. break us down. Change the game. That is the difference between an experienced manager and a manager learn, learn his trade. You look at Brendan Rodgers at Celtic, he makes changes, positive, and it goes and works for him. I think that's a big part of the game Rangers manager's got to learn I like this from William Wilson on Twitter Who was one of the ones that mentioned your, your bet with Sadiq yeah, He says, so, so, yeah, sorry for mentioning that Daz But that's that's what you get for freeing me let, let me say, <laughs> I, I, I so hope he's listening I am well, not sorry for I'm not sorry for freeing him <laughs> In fact, I waited too long 01419, it doesn't mean it William honestly no, 1025. No, Stephen Gerrard says He's not lost any belief or confidence in his players Despite that defeat at the weekend uh, He's also backing up the, his claim after the game Remember he said that players you know, will be replaced if they don't improve And says that should be a warning to his squad There's nothing we can do to change the result of the weekend It's a disappointing one for us But good players and good teams they, they react in the right way And they try and get back to winning ways And we've got a good group of lads in there A good team spirit in there Lads who are not happy with the results of the weekend And, and they want to go and... Um, make the supporters happy again and the only way to do that is to go and win this game tomorrow we had an incredible following there at Hamden at the weekend and I'm sure the supporters are feeling very similar to ourselves at the moment so I think we owe it to them in terms of a reaction individually collectively hopefully that's the case and we send them away tomorrow happy my belief and, and confidence in the, in the players hasn't changed because of the weekend I thought we played really well within the game and we got caught on a, on a sucker, po- sucker punch of a, a counter attack I mentioned that we didn't have enough quality in the final third and hopefully we'll put that right tomorrow it's a warning. At a big club, you'd expect big players to step up on big occasions and provide big moments. If that doesn't happen, at any big club, the manager and the recruitment, they find better players or players who will do that. See, when we talk about big games, I guess that that's what we mean because big games have big consequences, Roger. Before the weekend, all right, of course, there were a few question marks about away from home in the league and so on, but generally... It was all hunky-dory as far as Rangers fans were concerned Talking about the, the success in Europe Which no one could have predicted um, But because it's such a big game And when that big game doesn't go your way The manager then is saying Well, you know, these players now have to react Or, or they won't be here for too long Yeah, it's really difficult to get a handle On Rangers' season so far Under Stephen Gerrard, Gordon um, We're nearly at the end of October And you, you could split it down the middle You could split it between the European form Which has been excellent 11 games no defeats A club record They've taken on Villarreal in Spain And got a draw They have thrashed 
Rapid Vienna They've got through four awkward qualifying rounds in high summer Things that previous Rangers teams haven't been able to do Fantastic work in the Europa League And then there's the Premiership Went down, lost at Celtic Park with barely a whimper Didn't win at Petaudry Didn't win at Fur Park Lost at the Tony Macaroni Needed to get, in Stephen Gerrard's own words A fright before they could win at Hamilton um, And knocked out of the Betfred Cup By Aberdeen at the weekend So Europe, wonderful Domestically, still not good enough And going into a home game An awkward home game against Kilmarnock tomorrow Sitting fifth And directly above them Are Livingston And Second place Kilmarnock uh, Graham Gibson's on Twitter He's sticking up for Sadiq Roger He says Can't believe you're still claiming Sadiq threw himself to the ground He's attached a video Which doesn't really work For for, for the purposes of, of this at the moment But watch Devlin's right arm On his back from both angles 100% an infringement Beaton was watching the legs And the keeper's reaction In any event The play should have been stopped That's nonsense That's nonsense um, Why he went down I have no idea it was easier just to go into the ball And he, he's got pace He's quick Just go on the ball and tap the ball in the back of the net That's an excuse That is nonsense and Listen if You don't want to take Gordon's view My view Your view Listen to the view of Stephen Gerrard The manager of Rangers He said When you get in that position And you go around the goalie And you've got the football there Don't throw yourself to the ground Jason is an Aberdeen fan Are you on to stick up for your team Jason I've been getting a bit of stick so far tonight how you doing, mate? I think it's been a, a Hi, quite disrespectful to Aberdeen, quite Go on then, stick up for your side. Right. Happy with that. I don't do you, do you really think we're not going to sell 20,000 tickets? I, I think we'll easily sell 20,000 tickets. Like, I think the fans weren't expecting much on Sunday. I, I, I went down, but I wasn't expecting us to qualify or go through the final. Not a chance. Like, I didn't give us a, a hope in the world. But, but we took 43,000 to Celtic Stadium, you know, so... Roger, you're the one that's been quite critical hey, The, the, the 40,000 against Inverness, Jason Is an irrelevance in, in this argument The argument should be about The guys who went to the games at the weekend Or you went to the game at the weekend And I hope your club ensure that you get a ticket For the final in December too Because you deserve one And every Aberdeen supporter Who was there on Sunday And enjoyed the Sunday afternoon out in Glasgow Deserves to get a ticket to go back For another afternoon out in Glasgow In December But equally Every Celtic supporter who got themselves up out their beds on Sunday morning Along the MA or on the train However they got to Murrayfield To, to support their team against Hearts They deserve a ticket just as much And th- there's no point saying You know, Aberdeen this in the past Aberdeen that in the past The, the record between two clubs at Hamden 147,000 Celtic against Aberdeen But it was 1937 That's as relevant as anything you're talking about The Inverness game What happened away in the distant past isn't relevant to this argument This argument is about what happened at the weekend And about supporters who bought tickets for semi-finals Who now can't get a ticket for the final And that's not fair I don't agree with that Because how, how many Celtic fans have got season tickets? They must be pushing 50,000, 60,000, yeah? Yeah So you, and but, but, but listen, you can have to say all of them deserve a ticket Which they probably do you, you, But like it's a, but, it's a big sporting occasion it's not, and, I, and I do it, believe it It's but I think Aberdeen getting twenty thousand are actually quite lucky. But I think it's a, a good split. Like I think Celtic probably do. Like they'll definitely sell their twenty five thousand, hundred percent in seconds. But Aberdeen will sell their twenty thousand, and I think that's what counts at the end of the day. Like I, I do. Roger, what about the obvious point that this was always going to be an issue because Murrayfield's got a bigger capacity I, than Hamden? Is that is that God, come into play a, at it's all? It's an issue every single year. 
We have the debate every single year More often than not I say It should be a 50-50 split Previous cup finals Between Celtic and Aberdeen I've said It should be a 50-50 split Because in the semi-finals The Red Army Have poured down the road They've gone to Hamden They've backed their team to the hilt And they merit tickets But on Sunday The Red Army became the Red Battalion Due to lack of numbers Great White is on Twitter Who says I'm a Celtic fan But I've always said both teams in the final should be offered half the stadium Whether fans pick and choose their games is irrelevant A date should be set though When Aberdeen guarantee what they can sell Or pay up the difference Stephen McLean Hearts striker Stephen McLean has been hit with a charge By the Scottish FA For grabbing We'll leave it at that Abui Kwasi on Sunday We'll look at that story next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompsons.com It's Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Gordon DL is spending the, the breaks Looking through fancy dress catalogues Trying to figure out what he's going to dress up as tomorrow After his uh, prediction that Omar Sadiq wouldn't start at the weekend Any progress? People are dying to know I've got a few ideas Gordon but Any we'll you can share? Not just, just now no Right okay doke. I'm sure people on Twitter will be having a mm. field day uh, Roger so many news stories if you like today It's not all about the games themselves We've, we've covered off the ticket allocation Which I'm sure we can get back to uh, Celtic 25,000 Aberdeen 20,000 for the Betfred Cup final uh, Stephen McLean has been hit with a Scottish FA charge This is for grabbing Ibui Kuasi. On Sunday, I'm sure you've all seen the footage um, We sort of winced at the time when we saw it uh, he, It looks like he'll probably be available for tomorrow's Derby Roger Unless Hearts accept the charge A hearing um, would be would be pencilled in for Thursday Now, the, the key point to remember about this Roger Is that the interpretation of the violent conduct rule In certain parts of it changed in the summer Clubs were told this in the summer They were told that any action towards the groin area Would be considered violent conduct Would be considered... Um, a red card So it may well have been a yellow last season That changed in the summer And um, and I suppose that that's where we're at At this present time Yeah and I would fully expect Steve McLean uh, Will miss the rematch against Hearts <laughs> Against Celtic. Celtic I should say At Parkhead on Saturday And the subsequent league game against Kilmarnock I would be astonished If Hearts admitted culpability prior to the derby tomorrow night Especially <laughs> Stephen when Stephen Naismith's, Naismith's out Uchik Piazza is out They will need Stephen McLean for their most important game Which is the one against Hibs at Tynecastle So he will play tomorrow I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it was something similar to the Kilmarnock When I with Jordan Rhodes Jordan Jones I should say recently The dive at Dens Park He was offered two matches Kilmarnock hummed and hawed And then just before Don't you dare call it a dive Kilmarnock will be on to us They're still adamant it wasn't just before the <laughs> hearing, they withdrew any complaint and Jordan has now served his two-game ban and is available to take on Rangers tonight. Wouldn't surprise me if prior to Thursday that they accepted the two games, they certainly wouldn't do it prior to 7.45 tomorrow night. John is a Celtic fan in Rutherglen. What's your point on this, John? Hi, good evening, panel. Gordon, Hi, John. Gordon and Roger. Hi, John. Um, basically, I'm phoning... A... I was quite surprised today, actually... To hear that Greg Stewart of Kilmarnock and Darian McKinnon of Hamilton were also in the frame. Yes, it's been a, a busy band. day. Um, personally, as far as Stephen McLean's concerned, I think he should have got two, two game banned for his comments alone uh, last week when he said Celtic are going to get pumped in Europe. Um, 
that and that was more annoying for me than the silly thing he done on Sunday. But what what escapes, or maybe it hasn't escaped everybody's notice, is that this was only brought the day by the SFA with these other two other players. What about the other player that was, uh, uh, in my opinion, violent conduct on uh, the weekend, and that was Alan McGregor. This guy has not only has he done it on Sunday in television, he done it against Ayer, the Celtic Park. He's also had a game at Hamilton where he put the boy Mikel Miller out of the game. He was taken off after, shall we say, that uh, McGregor slid in him, done him, in football terms. And um, he also flopped on top of the Hibs captain whenever they were playing him earlier in the season. I think it was Motherwell you're talking about. Right, Motherwell, whatever. And... Uh, I don't understand why he's getting away with this. There's not been a single mention of it. I've, at least I've not seen anything well, mentioned in the papers about it. And it, it, it borders on... I mean, if he was to do anything like these things in the street, he'd be jailed. It's, in my opinion, well, it doesn't uh, just border on thuggery. It's thuggery. To, to be fair, John, John, and I hear that comparison a lot. And there is a discussion here about the, the instances themselves, but you're not telling me that he would be jailed for what happened with Gary Mackay Stephen at the weekend. Come on. I never said that. I said, is the whole lot, what he's done. Right, okay, that's fair. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing as such. I just wanted to, to pick up on that comment. Roger, there is, um, and by the way, there are lots of tweets coming in along a similar theme. There's a there's a process here. I'm not saying it's, it's great or it's perfect, but let's remind ourselves of the process. So everyone has seen Alan McGregor incident. It's been seen. It's, it's not been missed. What then happens is the compliance officer can... Decide to well the, the three re- these incidents get shown to three former referees yeah independently they're they're not together they're shown yeah. independently they then have to unanimously decide that they think a red card offence has occurred yeah and that's when the notice of complaint gets issued that's what's happened with Stephen McLean now we don't know exactly what stage in that process Alan McGregor's incident fell down this one or the Christopher Iyer one or the Peter Hartley one but the process existed the process. Was in play for Alan McGregor And somewhere along the line It's been decided that He doesn't Have a, a violent conduct charge To answer Yeah uh, w- Listen One person we can criticise Is the new compliance officer Claire White She has been Very busy Since taking on the job She has issued Many Notices of complaints She's issued three In the one afternoon Today Gordon uh, One to Stephen McLean One to Greg Stewart One to Darian McKinnon The McKinnon one Fascinates me Because Darian McKinnon was actually booked for the incident in which he, he went into the mm-hmm. tackle with Alan Powell, the Kilmarnock captain. It is very, very rare, it is. almost unprecedented for a player who's been booked over an incident to then be hit with yeah. a notice of complaint and offered a two-game ban. The rationale this time being the referee didn't feel he saw the full extent, the full of, extent it, essentially. of the challenge. Therefore, if you like... The yellow card, they're now trying to upgrade it to a red for Darian McKinnon. That's unusual. So you're right about the Alan McGregor one. Um, it's not as if it's been disguised by the media. The media have talked all about it. You've seen it on the television. Everybody is tweeting yeah, in and phoning in. After the game it. on it television. Was after the game. So you would have to assume that the compliance officer has brought this to the attention of this panel of three former referees. And that is where it's fallen down. Because... If the three former referees all agreed independently 
it was worthy of a notice of complaint, mm-hmm. then Alan McGregor's name would be added to that long yeah. list of McLean and McKinnon and Stewart. And of course, we're going back to Alfredo Morelos' territory here, Alan McGregor previously. Mm-hmm. That incident on Gary Mackay Stephen, for that to be violent conduct, that would have to have been delivered with excessive force or brutality. Yeah. So, again, presumably, this is not our call, presumably, they've decided that wasn't applicable, but slightly different criteria. For when it's towards the groin area As Stephen McLean has found out Yeah and listen We could clear this all up Craig Gordon had a great idea earlier in the season Craig Gordon said Just tell us who the three former refs are So what we should do is Tell us who the three former refs are Well there's more and than three There's a pool that they choose yeah, from But on John, any one occasion John, John and everyone can phone them <laughs> Thanks to John and Rutherglen I have to quickly try and squeeze this one in The news is fast approaching David in Kirk and Tillock Hi David Hi there panel How are you doing? Hi, Good David. thanks I'm just phoning about the ticket allocation argument. Mm-hmm. I just remember phoning in, um, or oh, I never phoned in, sorry, listening to the phone in a couple of weeks ago, and before the games get moved, the Celtic fans moaning about the game being at hand and at night time because they couldn't bring children and such. Yeah, Craig, Craig Levine and Ann Budge, yeah, I think, both complained about that, yep. Yep. So Aberdeen need to do that even when the game's at half four at Hamden. Because they've got to take the kids two and a half to three hours on a train, and they've got to they've got to take all these fans, ten thousand fans, to Hamden, which I think is a good thing for Aberdeen. But you're raving about Celtic taking thirty thousand an hour down the roads, which I do every day going to work. So yeah, but thirty thousand is not just coming from down the road, David. Celtic, I've got a fan base from all over. I understand that, but I think you know, from Ireland, from England, from you know, abroad coming in for the game. So it's not just a case of saying, "Well, it's a Hamden, Aberdeen." I've got a bit of travelling. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of Celtic supporters travel long distances to support their team. And they and have done, but see Aberdeen playing as a whole at Hamden. That that's basically a nighttime game playing at half four at Hamden. You could possibly go extra time, extra time and penalties. You could go extra time in penalties, and then they've got to take the wins a two and a half hour trip up the road. And you know yourself if you've got young kids, try try to make that travel with young kids. It's hard. Uh, listen, I totally agree. It is hard. I, I don't think Aberdeen could complain about a four thirty kick off, given they complained about a twelve o'clock kick off. The game is going to have to start at some point during the day, and I, I'm not going to criticise any one of the Aberdeen fans. Who came to Hamden on Sunday afternoon I know all the difficulties I know the expense Apart from anything else Of if you're coming with a couple of kids as well You've got your travel You've got your tickets They're not cheap You've got your programmes etc And I think every single one Of those Aberdeen fans Should be guaranteed a ticket for the final What I think they're lucky about is They're getting 20,000 uh, David we are really up against it time wise I know you had a point about Umar Sadiq So make it in one sentence if you can no, I'm sorry, I didn't have a, I didn't have a comment about Sadiq, sorry. Oh, alright, okay, that's fine. Thanks to David in Kirk and Tillich, it's time for this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Roger Hanna is standing by, as is Gordon DL. And if you want to take them on tonight, here's the number you need 0141 951 1025. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you want to take part in tonight's Beat the Pundit. So you better be quick. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL's here, Roger Hanna's here as well, and we're about to hear from Craig Levine. Hearts have had some serious injury problems recently. You could rhyme them off. John Suter, Christoph Berra, Uchi Piazzu. And Stephen Naismith has today joined them. We're going to hear from Craig Levine as soon as we do this. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Okay, time for tonight's beat the pundit. Then Roger Hanna, uh, he's not lost in about five years, but he's also not played recently. Gordon, he's not, not played, played in a month. Hey, hold on a minute. I've not lost for a long time A lot of people frightened of me now <laughs> I'll take your word for it uh, We're going to toss the coin anyway See who you're up against tonight The contestant is going to be James From Garahill Fancy it tonight James? Hopefully Hopefully Play my best Yeah absolutely That's all you can do isn't it Like heads it's going to be Roger Tails It is Gordon As James crosses everything That it's Tails mm. Yep And <laughs> His heads, I'm afraid, James, up against oh, well. Johanna. Even James. Gordon DL can bang yeah, all he wants about his record at the moment, um, but I'm sure you're not delighted with that. Right, let's give Roger some Clyde 2. I can actually hear it already. That means he doesn't know what you're saying, James. Right, you've got 30 seconds. You're going head to head. The secret is you can pass, so if you're going to do it, do it quickly. You ready to beat the pundit? Yep. Who did Morton face tonight in the Championship? Uh, Queen of South. In what year did Hearts and Hibs last meet in the Scottish Cup final? Pass. Name the only team Motherwell have beaten in the league this season. Pass. Clifton Hill is the home of which Lanarkshire Albion, side? Albion Rovers. How many different Scottish teams has Jim Goodwin played for? Three. What injury has Stephen Naismith suffered? A uh, knee injury. What age, is, what, what age is Rangers Joe Worrell? 24 Okay A couple of tough ones And he did alright Let's yeah, bring, let's bring a bit tough. Roger Hanna back You with us? Yeah Right same set of questions to you Ready? Yeah Who did Morton face tonight In the Scottish Championship? Queen of the South In what year did Hearts and Hibs Last meet in the Scottish Cup final? 2012 Name the only team Motherwell have beaten In the league this season Dundee Clifton Hill is the home of which Lanarkshire side? Uh, how many different Scottish teams has Jim Goodwin played for? Three. What injury has Stephen Naismith suffered? What type Knee of injury? Ligament injury. Uh, what age is Rangers Joe Worrell? 21. Okay. Ooh. What do you think, James? Uh, Roger's just too good. <laughs> I genuinely I do know. wonder if we should figure out some sort of. Handicap system They were easy Call one you put me on with Daz Oh They were easy Because Do you know what I actually thought James was pretty good James got a couple of ones That were tough And Roger just flies through them Who did Morton Mm. face tonight In the championship It's Queen of the South You both got it One all In what year did Hearts and Hibs Last meet in the Scottish Cup final It was 2012 James Roger got there So it's 2-1 It went 3-1 Motherwell have only beaten Dundee In the league this season um, but you got back on the scoreboard, James Albion Rovers is, uh, you know, that's Clifton Hill is their home. So four to Roger, two to you. Uh, how many different Scottish teams has Jim Goodwin played for? I went for three. It's four. Is it really? Celtic, Hamilton, St Mirren and Alloa. Oh, I didn't get Hamilton. Mm. So there we go. So it's still 4-2. Uh, then you both got the next one right. I mean, I Carlage. could be... It's knee cartilage Yeah, yeah. But you've got to go with the medical but I, And I struggled to, to, to see To begin with, tonight. James just said knee injury Cartilage And I was giving him that And then Roger said knee Like, I'll take Roger's off, will I? 
Yeah, I don't think it matters. Uh, great idea. Uh, and it came down. It didn't really come down to the last question. Even if it did, what age is Rangers Joe Worrell? He is twenty-one. So Roger Hanna, yeah, one or right. two. Yeah, I think that was a three-goal victory for Roger Hanna. James, yeah, I well done, you, I well done, Roger. I thought you did sure, quite James. well, James. But he's a he's a good tough game. man to beat. Hard line. Too good, isn't he? He's just too good. I'm going to work on. I'm working on that. I'm going to work on handicap. Now. Yeah, minus one, minus two. So it's got to be. It's got, it's got, <laughs> listen, it's the only. Only possible solution well, well, This has been going on too long two. You'll be plus <laughs> uh, Right 01419511025 Don't forget We've got a big championship card tonight As well as you may have heard uh, On Beat the Pundit So we'll keep an eye On anything coming out of the build up To those ones Air against Alloa Falkirk Ross County Huge for Falkirk really isn't it Yeah they're under pressure now Change their manager as well and More funds to be made available Roger To try and get them off the bottom of that table yeah, it's been a really, really poor season um, People will look at the players People will look at Paul Hartley People will look at Ray McKinnon um, People should look at the board Because the board closed the youth academy And decided to bring in all of these players from down south And it has backfired mm. Spectacularly uh, Queen of the South Morton as well Like we mentioned A sore one for Morton At the weekend Trying to bounce back uh, Inverness Dunfermline Is the other game Right Give us a call Send us a tweet Let us know what is on your mind I'll tell you what's on Craig Levine's mind Injuries Coming out of his ears He's confirmed today That Stephen Naismith Will be out for up to two months As he prepares for Knee surgery On a Cartilage Cartilage, torn cartilage. Yeah well done uh, It means he's likely to miss Scotland's Nations League Double header next month uh, and Levine says the club's injury problems are not ideal, obviously, but they'll open up opportunities for other players uh, to make an impact. Just before we hear from Craig Levine, give me your initial reaction to that, Roger. Of course, we saw Stephen Naismith limp off at the weekend. Yeah, it, it, it didn't look good at the time. Um, it sounded worse when Craig Levine spoke in the immediate aftermath of the game at Murrayfield, and it's a real shame for Stephen. I believe his parent club, Norwich City, have now taken control of the situation. They'll go back down south. He will have treatment down there. Norwich will sort of dictate um, what sort of the treatment, treatment he gets, the length of his rehab. He will be out for, I would suggest, the guts of 2018 now. He will not be playing for Scotland against Albania or Israel. Brendan Rodgers has told us Lee Griffiths, highly unlikely to play for Scotland against Albania or Israel. Um, it's maybe time for the Saturday bingo card of Shanklin, McAllister and Dobie to step forward for Scotland We could do worse, here's Craig Levine We had him scanned yesterday, obviously it's a, a little bit more awkward than normal He's a, a Norwich player, so obviously we've got to He's got to go down there and they're going to assess him as well um, But it looks like he's got a, a little tear in his cartilage, so, which was suspected So is there even an early time scale for that at the moment? Yeah, maybe six, eight weeks, something like that I'm, I, But I'm guessing, I don't would that require surgery potentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. We've had a number of uh, blows <laughs> in the last three or four weeks, so we just have to cope with this one as well as we've done with uh, with other ones. It does leave us a little bit thin on the ground up top with Gucci being out as well, but we'll we'll get by. You know, we've got a number of players who are well, two in particular, Craig and and uh, and Sean Clare, who are getting up to speed now and, and look like they'd be able to help us um, and that opportunity. It's arisen quicker than, uh, than maybe I thought it would Gordon DL If Craig Levine <laughs> had to draw up a list of four players That above everyone else He wouldn't want to lose this season I bet you Stephen Naismith, John Souter, Christoph Berra And Ike Piazzo would be right up there 
Yes, especially with uh, two massive games coming up. I mean, it's a huge blow, isn't it? What, ma- massive. Every one of them's a huge blow. So add them all together. Yeah, especially when you got off to the start. Uh, Craig Levine and Hearts have got off to in the league, sitting uh, in first position, and you've got four real key players there. Two Scot, well, three Scottish internationals right away, and important players for them. Uh, especially at the back, Naismith, who was a, the captain in Sunday against Celtic. So and scores goals, so you're taking goals out your team as well, and you've lost to Celtic in the semi final. You're playing Hibs tomorrow, which has got to be really difficult, and then you go to Celtic Park on Saturday. This is a big, big week for Hearts and Levine. You could see Hearts now starting to just fall quickly. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the next I mean, two results. Roger, some people will obviously say, look, this is football. Injuries happen in football and everybody has to contend with them at some point or another. But like I say, in terms of importance that these players yeah, have, this this is massive, it, isn't it, it? It was a strange weekend, actually, in terms of absentees because Celtic went into the semi-final against Hearts without Boyata, Brown and Griffiths, who you could argue is, is the spine of the Celtic team. Rangers go into the semi-final without their only two strikers, Morelos and Lafferty. And Hearts go in with no better, with no Suter, with no Ig Piazzo. Within minutes, they've lost Naismith. I believe Peter Herring is carrying an injury as well. Could be an absentee tomorrow night. After tomorrow, Stephen McLean is likely to start a two-game suspension. So... Hearts, who have responded magnificently to every setback this season, including the defeat at Ibrox a few weeks ago, to bounce back from that, they now need to show their resilience. Tomorrow night is arguably Hearts' biggest game of the season. Kenny is a Hearts fan on the line. Just how worried are you about these injuries, Kenny? Uh, very worried. Evening, Roger, and the legend. Hi, uh, Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Uh, I, th- I think the way it's planning out for Hearts, I think when I said to Hugh last week, he says to me, where do you think you'll be in three weeks? Uh, the now, I think we'll be lucky to get through the morrow night and the next game against Celtic with a couple of points of anything, which would be a blessing considering who we've all lost. But it's just, uh, it's not a nice thing to see, you know what I mean? I think tomorrow night, Kenny, is your best hope because in a derby uh, with atmosphere and everything, it's, it's going to be electric tomorrow night. You can throw players in. And you can get a one game reaction that will help you But then you go to Celtic Park after that And you know Celtic could have thumped them a lot more On Sunday especially second half And Roger touched on You're now McLean will probably be suspended as well I think Hearts could just fall at stone now I, I, I hope they don't Because they've been good for the start of the football uh, For the Scottish football and the excitement He'd been top of the league Semi-final and the Hearts fans are turning out in great numbers to support them. But the, the key players that they've lost, I just don't think a team like Hearts can carry that. Kenny, what are your thoughts on the game tomorrow? Uh, optimistic. I've got to be a, a, a two to my, oh, you've got to my be. team and think we can maybe do it. You know, I, I'm thinking that maybe we Cochrane could come back in as well if Harren's car- carrying an injury. But Gordon, back, back to what you were saying there, mm. I, I think this is where we see the goal. As you say, Celtic was the spine of their team. Hearts mm-hmm. have basically the, the 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 strength of their team, but Celtic can move players in that are they're in the million pound brackets and and you know I mean they can put in for Scott Brown or Lee Griffiths or Boyata, but Hearts have got youngsters, but which is which is admirable for the way the clubs run. With what happened in the last few years, but I think you see the gulf and the difference with the Celtic and the Hearts. Yeah, teams like Hearts and Hibs. 
really depend on their key players to play most of the season. And you'll get one or two niggly injuries and you might lose one of your key players for a game or two. But Hearts have lost four or five really important players that we play probably every week. So for a team like Hearts, and it's great, you're right, Kenny, what it does is it gives an opportunity for the younger kids to come in. And I think tomorrow night in a derby, you can get away with that. But when you go to Celtic Park on Saturday, I think it's more difficult. And I, I, I fear for Hearts, I really do. I tend to agree with you, Harry Cochran. I think we all come in back into Craig Levine's thinking, Kenny. The, the problem for me is where Hearts' goals are going to come from. Noek Piazzo, no Naismith, a couple of games with no McLean. Uh, Craig Levine mentioned Craig Whiten and Sean Clare. Craig Whiten was never prolific in his career at Dundee. Nice footballer. I hope he's got a good future because he's had dreadful injuries. Sean Clare, for me, more of an attacking midfield player. So the worry going forward for Hearts would be will they score enough goals to stay where they are in the league just well, now? Well, you noticed on Sunday, um, Roger, when Naismith went off early on. Hearts really just played It was Danny Amanqua came on wasn't it? Yeah but but Hearts really Their biggest hope really in that game to get a goal Was from a set play yeah. The same as Aberdeen It was the biggest hope they had Because they offered absolutely nothing They sat in there They tried to make it very difficult for Celtic But I think everybody The minute the first goal went in Realised this cup tie is now over Yeah Right we're talking about the injury to Stephen Naismith We've heard about Lee Griffiths as well So let me hear your creative solutions To the Scotland striker predicament We can't call on Naismith We're unlikely to be able to call on Griffiths We were never blessed in that department anyway So what's Alex McLeish going to do For these Nations League games? Roger A return for Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher Jordan Rhodes Ollie McBurney would probably have been in anyway Anything we're missing? No, I don't think so um, I think it will be Oliver McBurney is playing well He's scoring goals for Swansea At the top end of the English Championship um, He is probably the next cab off the rank If you like In terms of a Scotland number 9 Johnny Russell's done well Coming over from Kansas Again, not prolific In terms of scoring goals McBurney is more of a What you would call an old-fashioned striker mm-hmm. who, who will get you goals Is Callum Patterson an option? He's getting played further and further and further forward By, by Cardiff manager Neil Warnock Matt Phillips could be an auction You touched on Rhodes you, you touched on Fletcher as well For me though It will be McBurney That's a good argument Roger I mean, um, Maybe to start But even the squad Is going to have to be boosted I, By I, other I think strikers Fletcher, I think Fletcher will come back You do? Yeah I think uh, he might look at A bit of experience And he's playing well And he's scoring he's scored a goal. couple he's In the last yeah, couple of weeks Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, in, he's in good form uh, But I really do think That we are going to miss a Griffiths or a Naismith I think they're the first two choices for me McBurney He's not really impressed me In a Scotland strip um, So it's got to be really interesting I think Alex gets work cut out I mean if you were to go Closer to home Or, or Younger I don't know I mean Guys like Eamon Brophy I mean Perhaps we're clutching at straws I don't know You're clutching at straws Not my suggestion I'm just throwing names out yeah, there I know, you can, I, I know. Listen without, without Wishing to be ironic if you're looking for strikers in the Scottish Premiership who have started the season well, Stephen McLean's been better than Eamon Brophy, you could argue. And I just don't think, you know, at 36, I don't think that's going to happen. I watched Tony Watt at the weekend for St. Johnson. I like Tony Watt. I think he has all the ability in the world. But at the minute, 
He's devoid of confidence He missed a penalty He missed a sitter Tommy Wright admitted as much after the game That, that he's not got the confidence mm. that You know we've seen with him early in his career Otherwise he may have been an option So Alan McLeish who, I think he names his squad starting next week for, for this crucial Nations League double header I think in the squad will be McBurney Will be Callum Patterson Will be Johnny Russell Possibly Matt Phillips I'm not convinced either Fletcher or Rhodes will feature With all the talk of playing players out of position Do we just go the full hog and stick Ryan Fraser up there Since he's been playing so well for Bournemouth Yeah he's been playing well James Forrest has been among the goals But hasn't always featured under Alec McLeish I, I would tend to think Surely he's not going to go with three at the back So if it's a four at the back Could it be a two And then three of your Your Fraser, mm. your Forrest Your Callum McGregor Maybe Ryan Christie And with a shout Could be another Snodgrass's back in the West Ham team There's plenty of players for, for the three in behind It's just nailing your colours to, to, to a one number nine Right we'll take your thoughts on that please 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB More to come on the, the ticket allocation I'm sure Very popular on the phones And I'd also like to hear from you St Mirren and Motherwell fans Is it too easy to worry about that being a Battle at the bottom tomorrow I suppose it, it technically is Give us your thoughts Ahead of that game And the full time teasers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Are here Give us a call Or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB uh, That's what the likes Of John Digney Have done Talking about Stephen Naismith's injury Lee Griffiths as well What it means for Scotland He says Surely it should be From McBurney Russell or Rhodes uh, I can also see McLeish recalling Fletcher He says uh, And Simon Wynn says Rhodes is a proven goal scorer Why would we ever Consider overlooking him As a Scotland striker It's just baffling And I don't get Roger's reasoning at all Can he please explain further Reasoning about The Scotland striker Did you dismiss Jordan Rhodes No Jordan no, Rhodes? no what I said was I didn't think Alec McLeish Would call him up Why not um, He's come back in He's not always been in the team At Norwich this season Timo Pukki Has actually been ahead of him Some of the time In the Norwich selection this season um, He hasn't scored as many goals In the Championship I don't think As Oliver McBurney uh, McBurney has been in and around the squad He's come off the bench a couple of times I'm thinking In Alec McLeish's thoughts Oliver McBurney is ahead of Jordan Rhodes and Stephen Fletcher in terms of Twitter reaction Last night's full time teaser Was one of the most popular we've had um, Mainly because mm. it allowed lots of you to make Foul mouth jokes mm. That I couldn't repeat on air When we were looking for teams with body parts mm-hmm. In their name I had a few myself I'm sure you did I loved Hugh Keevan's logic Did you hear him? You know, Hugh uh, thinks outside the box uh, sometimes and un- Unintentionally So he said hearts And you're thinking Well that's the obvious one Because in case you hadn't noticed The heart is quite a an important mm-hmm. part of the body mm-hmm. And he goes Yeah hearts Because um, that, that's got the word ear Within it Totally ignored the fact That they were called hearts And said ear Anyway We, we got by without mentioning The team at the Emirates Or the team More importantly and That Stuart give, McCall manages Did you give Hugh Two points For no, ear was, and heart No don't be ridiculous oh, uh, Right here's, here's tonight's offering Sent in by Martin um, It's fulltime At Clyde1.com If you could please Send your questions in uh, and we'll get them up and running Try and give the guys to the end of the show To come up with the answer So Martin says 13 players Played in the SPL And have scored at a World Cup So remember the SPL was 98 to 2013 13 players played in the SPL And have scored at a World Cup McCoy? No McCoy hasn't had it McCoy? Nope 
The obvious one's Henry, oh, Johnson. Henrik Larson. Henrik Larson, yes. What did you just say? I thought Mo Johnson was it. I think he played since ninety eight. I can't remember when Mo chucked it. You can't remember what you had for breakfast, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I can't. Freddie Lundberg. Yes. Oh, hold on, you're just going to be a bit too quick. And I'm just going to go for the full bingo card, Johan Mialbe. No. No. All right, we'll keep that ticking along then. I'm thinking of Scottish players. Why? At, at no point did I mention <laughs> that. <laughs> you just make up I, I, that's in your head. That's, that's actually impossible is. because no Scot has scored at all the cup, cup. <laughs> since the start of the 98-99 season. Oh, God. Right, who was your third one there? Well, that wouldn't matter. Explain. Well, the SPL... So they just have to have played in the SPL And oh, scored at a World Cup Right, they don't have to have scored at a World Cup no. since 98 no. Right, I'm with you Alright, so 13 players played in the SPL And have scored at a World Cup I've probably inadvertently given one away By arguing that point with Roger Hanna <laughs> uh, You can play along on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Gordon, take that look off your face I will explain the question again We'll get there eventually It's really not a difficult one tonight though I must say Callum is a Celtic fan from Sawcoats Hi Callum Hi guys, how are we doing? Hey, Good, Carl. thanks. What's your point tonight? I've just got a couple of quick points to make. Uh, firstly, the ticket uh, allocation um, for the cup final. I think um, Aberdeen supporters should be given that opportunity to sell as many tickets as they can. Uh, cup final, you know, um, obviously I, I don't think they would sell 25,000 tickets. However, I think they should be given kind of initially um you know, the opportunity to, to sell as many tickets as they can. Um, I know they only brought 10,000 supporters to, to the Rangers game. Whether that was the kick-off time or whatever else is another debate. However, um, you know, they should be given that initial opportunity to sell as many tickets as they can. And, you know, if they can't sell near, you know, if they only sell 10,000 tickets, the rest, you know, the 15,000 should be given back to Celtic mm. um, Therefore Celtic won't be missing out So I, I don't really see an issue with it I like it when we get proof that not everything is drawn along team lines Roger Callum's a Celtic fan And he's saying that he actually thinks That Aberdeen should be given the chance To, to get a, a, a fair share, if you like um, And you disagree with that, of no, course No, I do disagree with that I, I have to say, my, my sympathies go out To the Celtic fans who were at Murrayfield at the weekend and who won't be able to get a ticket for Hamden for the final I've said, had the semis gone the other way If it was a Hearts versus Rangers final I, I would agree with Callum's point And say it should be a 50-50 split Because of the numbers that Hearts and Rangers took to the semi-finals But there's an enormous imbalance In the numbers that Celtic and Aberdeen Took to the semi-finals at the weekend And yes, I know Aberdeen sold 40,000 When they played Inverness, Cali Thistle Yes, yes, yes I know it all but they didn't sell 10,000 when they played Rangers at the weekend. And I just think there's an injustice here that a number of Celtic fans, quite a high number of Celtic fans who went to Murrayfield at the weekend, paid money to support their team, won't be able to do the same for the final. Whereas not only will every Aberdeen fan who did likewise on Sunday be able to get a ticket, they can take a pal with them. Callum, what was your... Did you have another point? I think you said you had a couple. Yeah, just just on the, the first point there, I think I don't really see much of an issue with the ticket allocation. If Aberdeen are given the chance to sell 25,000 tickets, 
you know, I think they should be given a, a date of or, or something that they could turn around and say, look, you can only sell 12, 13, 14,000. We'll give the rest to Celtic. And then those Celtic supporters won't miss out and they'll be given the chance to get a ticket to go to the game. You know, I think the Aberdeen fans should be given the chance, um, you know, to sell as many as they can and then come at a certain date, turn around and say, you know, we can't sell X amount, give them back to Celtic. And, and that seems fair. Don't limit the Aberdeen fans to the amount of tickets they can sell and don't exceed that amount you know, um, and, and give the tickets back to Celtic. I think, you know, the, the second point I wanted to make was on the, the Stephen McLean incident um, mm. at the Hearts game Saturday. Uh, I, I was there at Murrayfield. Um, I didn't actually see the incident. Um, I just saw the aftermath of it. Um, and I've seen the you know, pictures, etc. On, on Twitter after the game. Uh, ludicrous and stupidity from Stephen McLean I think Celtic and Hearts is obviously semi-final of the, the League Cup. It's a game that's on television. There's cameras all around the stadium, you know, that capture that. And uh, a ludicrous and stupid decision from Stephen McLean to do such a thing that now puts Hearts in a, um, a bit of a position, yeah. given that, uh, you know, um, Naismith is, is injured for between yeah, six and eight yeah, weeks. Yeah, quite a long time. Uh, yeah, Roger, uh, Roger and Gordon, let me put that point to them, Callum. Gordon, I, I mean, you've, you've seen all the counter-arguments about, oh, you know, this shouldn't be a two-game ban. And Craig Levine sort of laughed it off. Stephen McLean laughed it off, said, you know, and Craig Levine mentioned, oh, you know, he's been doing it for years. Surely we're not asking too much of our professional footballers that they don't do that. Whether you think it's serious or not, surely, at a very bare minimum, we're not asking too much of them to say, do you know what? Just don't do that I think when I played a long time ago Gordon If that happened on the pitch It wouldn't have been such an outcry I've got to be honest It wouldn't be um, But nowadays the rules have completely changed And is it Callum that's on there? Mm-hmm. Uh, Callum's got a, a great point about the cameras And plus the fact He's on a yellow card He's on a yellow card from the first two or three minutes um, and he's, he puts himself in such a danger of getting sent off and letting his team down. As I say, the rules are different now. He will get probably banned for it because there's no denying it. Uh, and Callum's right. It was absolutely ludicrous and stupid to do nowadays. Right, thank you to Callum and Solcoats. Quickly, I'll take one more guess each on the teaser to keep us moving along. Well, you gave us a clue, Craig Burley. Craig Burley, yes. How was that a clue? Oh, don't, we'll explain it to you later. Okay, okay. From the same tournament, though, I take it will not include known goals. No, no. <coughs> Gordon, okay. you want to contribute anything to tonight's okay. teaser? No, not just now. Can, can, can I have Daz's guess? Go one more. Arthur Newman. No. No. That wasn't my guess. What was your guess? You said to me, say Arthur Newman. All right, okay. No, according to this list. Can we check that? Because I'm sure I got that right. Claudio Canigia Yes Alright so we're up and running Craig Burley Henrik Larson Freddie Unberg, Claudio Canigia You can play along At Clyde SSB On Twitter uh, Motherwell fans St Mirren fans Just how big Is this game Tomorrow I know it's still October Halloween tomorrow Is it too early To talk about it being Must win Yes or no 0141 951 1025 Gordon Must win <laughs> Sure uh, Yeah For both yeah, 
what do we what do we mean by that though? I think it's well, a I think uh, it's a huge week for Motherwell. Naz is yeah, very the nervous picture, already. Perhaps. The bigger picture, they've got St Mirren tomorrow night, they've got Dundee at Fir Park on Saturday. If they take six points, they're out it for the time being. If they take one point or no points, they are right in the teeth of a relegation battle. I think I think it's massive for both clubs, Gordon. They have to start picking up points. And you know, you look at the Motherwell manager who fantastic last year, two cup finals, and he's come under a little bit of pressure. He's got St Mirren tomorrow night and he's got Dundee. If he loses both of them, then I think all the achievements of last year will be forgotten about. And you've got a St Mirren manager who I have no idea why he was brought in, but that was St Mirren's choice. You can see, well, they sacked Alan Stubbs, right? But he's been brought in, a part-time manager for Ireland, and so far, it's not working. He's already had Gus McPherson on board. They're now talking Jimmy Nicol coming on board to help him out. So I think it's a big week. And Rangers go there on Saturday. I think it's a big week for both teams. Let's hear from Stephen Robinson. He's um, urging his summer signings, really, to step up to the plate and make an impact. The 10th at the moment, of course, only five points. Um, but Robinson says they can take inspiration from the likes of St Johnson, who've recovered from sticky spells. I look at St Johnson; they had a, a run of results against top teams, you know, and they were they were dying in amongst that that mix with the the bottom four of us. They win a couple of games and they you know they've pulled away from it. So we're the same, you know. What what is not a good start of the season at this moment in time could turn into be a decent start of the season, a quarter final, and potentially sitting eighth in the league after these two games. But you know we have to go and do that. We have to go and as I say, turn our performances. And and take chances in the results. We have got a lot of quality in the squad uh, in terms of our budget. Would I like to improve it? Of course, every manager wants to do that. There's certain players that I've brought into the club that I felt would potentially be first team players. Others I brought in as squad players, you know, but the probably the one or two boys I brought in haven't really done that yet. They haven't really established themselves in the team. So, you know, that's up to them to to get fitter, get stronger and, and show their ability, because there's no doubt in their ability but they haven't quite pushed on yet. So I know that the players that are playing are giving absolutely everything and, and there's quality there. There just seems to be a little bit of a lack of belief when you're not getting results and that can turn very quickly in football and, and we have to start that turnaround on Wednesday night. How important are the games against the sides round about you? Because you might look at some of Motherwell's fixtures and they've had tough fixtures and say, you know, well, a point against Rangers, um, you know, narrow defeat against Hearts, narrow defeat against Aberdeen, no shame in that. But if you've played at home against, say... Livingston, Hamilton, St Johnston, and taking one point yeah. out of those three home games, the, th- that that's not a, a ratio that you the, can keep up. These games are huge, Gordon. Uh, tomorrow night, St Mirren, Motherwell. Saturday, Motherwell, Dundee. On Saturday week, Dundee, St Mirren. So they're about to all play each other. I'm going to Fir Park on Saturday for Super Scoreboard. I haven't seen Dundee so far this season, but I have seen Motherwell. And on Saturday, I did see St Mirren at Perth. And it was fascinating because there were a lot of members of the, the Tayside Media Fraternity. They were all at McDermott Park at the weekend because Dundee didn't have a game. And the majority of them, all to a man, were saying, I'll tell you what, St Mirren are a worse team than Dundee. So St Mirren, off the back of that defeat, uh, are plunged right into it. And Dundee, Jim McIntyre, the new Dundee manager, was at Perth to watch the game. And I think he will have gone away thinking... We're maybe not in the sticky wicket that we thought we were when you see St Mirren 
playing so poorly. So St. Man very quickly have a chance to atone for that. Dundee, the best will in the world, they'll take nothing from Celtic tomorrow night. So either Motherwell or St. Mirren have a chance just to put a wee bit of breathing space there. Yeah, Emil has a St Mirren fan on Twitter at Clyde SSB. I think if we win, he's looking to to put the pressure on. He says, "I think if we win tomorrow, Robinson will be out. I think we're due a run of games. We weren't far away against Kilmarnock. Tomorrow's the turning point." Um, well, they needed to be because they're at home, Gordon. And you've got to, if you're going to survive in this league, you've got to pick up valuable points at home, especially against teams round about yep. you. Um, I don't believe that. You know, if Mother will lose tomorrow, that Stevie Robinson will lose his job. I think if he loses at home to Dundee on Saturday and tomorrow, then there'll be a lot of pressure piled I, on him. I obviously defer to you, gentlemen's greater knowledge of Motherwell Football Club, especially Gordon's. I, I, I don't get the feeling Stephen Robinson is really under pressure. I still, there's a there's a pool of yeah, goodwill. I tend to agree with that. It may be a, a diminishing pool, but it's a pool of goodwill nonetheless. Off the back of his achievements in taking Motherwell to two cup finals for the first time since the 1950s last season um, I think this season's form has been seen so far as a bit of a blip There have been occasions when they've played well Notably the 3-3 against Rangers And I'll accept these two games are big for Motherwell But I don't think there's any imminent threat for Stephen Robinson 01419511025 What about the teaser 13 players who played in the SPL And have scored at a World Cup So the SPL was 98-2013 to You've got Burley, Larson, Junberg, Kanija I'm in Ronald Dubur? No Frank I'm only kidding Ronald's there okay. Tori Andre Flo Yes Oh Georgia Samara oh, I've got him Yes Stop stealing man Flying Absolutely flying Do you want one more? Yeah Guess that is Mm-hmm Jan Venegur of Hesseling, Scott? No. Ah, I told you it was a guess. Let's see if you can come up with the rest of the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And as always, that means they've got work to do on the full time teaser. We usually give them about half an hour to come up with the answers, um, but we need the questions from you. So, fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need to send the answers in, uh, to send the questions in. Um, let's see what you've got then. The question tonight is uh, 13 players who've played in the SPL and have scored at a World Cup. So, for any avoidance of doubt, the SPL ran from 98. To 2013 You're doing quite well You've got Craig Burley Claudio Canidia Ronald De Boer Tori Andre Flo Henrik Larsson Freddie Unberg Georgios Samaras Robbie Keane Yes Different class does Juninho No Ooh. I'll give you a, a wee hand on Twitter Right Chris McManus says Lovenkrantz And that's not one So you can eliminate mm-hmm. that Martin McCall says Van Bronckhurst That's not one either So you can eliminate that mm-hmm. Okay uh, El Hajj Juf Nope Well if he didn't On your camera Yes mm. Well done Roger Claudio Reyna No I'm just trying to think Different countries now Demarcus Beasley mm, Nope Oh the other one In the middle of the park um, The one I was going to say Was Bocanegra Nope You thinking of Moedu No um, <laughs> Badoya You thinking of Oh, Mark Viduka. No. 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 Played with the USA, Middle Park. Rangers. Moedu. 
No, I'll come back. I'll get uh, Martin McCall says, Givars, that's also not one no, of the correct answers. He won the World Cup and didn't score in it. Uh, so, one, two, three, four to get. I'm, I'm sticking my neck on the line here. So, you're not getting them. There is one mm-hmm. you will never get without a clue. Right. I'm, you can, of I, course, I, I, I may well have egg in I'm my face. through these countries and then think, Craig Moore. Yes. Oh, oh right, You've only got three to get, so plenty, well, plenty of time. Hold if we're going Aussies, we'll go New Zealand. Chris Callan? No. Rory Fallon? No. No. Ah. Right um, I don't know if you remember Saturday's open line After the games It was actually a first A first ever I think On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Where mm-hmm. We had a caller Who called in And shopped his own player Craig the Kilmarnock fan Called in and he said Listen Greg Stewart's going to get a ban I saw him He moved his He stuck the heads In the mm-hmm. Hamilton player And he's going to get a ban And I said That is the first time A fan's ever phoned in here And shopped their own player mm-hmm. Craig Do you think it was you That got this charge <laughs> Brought against Greg Stewart well, um, again, I, I, when I said it, I didn't really realise what I was doing. I <laughs> you didn't think anybody would be listening, Craig? No, I, I hope Neil Doncaster wasn't listening because after <laughs> that too much vanity, I kind of feel a bit like it was my fault, but I was getting pelters off everyone. <laughs> I bet. just want to come on and say that um, obviously it was Hugh Evans that said that he didn't really want to comment on it, but obviously it's happened. The band, I've had my crystal ball out on Saturday, the bands came through. Um, I'm very worried that he's going to get this ban. Obviously, if it's, I don't think it will affect. Tomorrow's game with Rangers But after that performance Against Hamilton uh, Greg Stewart's been a great player For us this season He's scored multiple goals A lot of game changing goals as well um, I'm kind of worried That if he gets that ban What's that going to do up front uh, With Chris Boyd's performance Against Hamilton as well I've not got a lot of confidence In him either And I'm just I'm really starting to worry I don't know if this is Maybe us taking Maybe a, a wee patch a, a bad spell During the season It usually happens To every team During the season But with Greg Stewart out Chris Boyd not up to form I mean, how is it going to do? I just wanted to see what the panel's views on that were. I don't, I don't think it'd be that big a loss. I know that you're saying that Chris Boyd, but Chris Boyd is a prolific goal scorer. Yeah, I know, but Craig's right in saying that the, the the reliance on him last season was huge and it's been non-existent this season. Yeah, but it uh, just takes one game and you you know that if you create chances and put the ball in the box for Boyd, there's more chance than not that he'll put it in the back of the net. Um, you know, I, I understand what you're saying about Greg Stewart. He's playing very, very well, but um, I don't think he's got to play every game, obviously. Um, so you've got to rely on your squad players, and Chris Boy's not a bad squad player to to come in. And as I say, if you make chances for him, which Kamarnock are doing and playing some good football. Then there's every opportunity that he'll score you a, a, a goal or two. Uh, Craig, you obviously got a good view of of that incident. Um, it's now. You've seen it again, I'm sure, on, on television. Was it as you remember it, if that makes sense? Well, all I can remember is that Commander were breaking. Greg Stewart was going down the left, which is right in front of me we stand. Um, the right back was just doing kind of what a defender's job is doing. It was, just, it was more, kind of bamming up, bamming up Greg Stewart. It was just kind of, it was blocking his run. It was pushing him out of the way, and then all of a sudden, Greg Stewart's just, there was a, it was a big push, and then Greg Stewart's just grabbed him, stuck the head on him. I have watched it back, and it was, as clear as I remember, I remember my friend saying, I said it in Super School on Saturday as well, um, he said instantly he's going to get a ban for that, I said the same, I came on the show and said it and it's happened and obviously I'm the first person to shop a player but it's happened, I, I, hope, I hope Neil Doncaster wasn't listening, I hope it's not my fault but I mean, hopefully um, hopefully again it wasn't my fault so I can actually show face and I'll be back again. Roger, I know you don't like predicting the outcome of these um Disciplinary You had a look back At Greg Stewart's Tangle With the, the Hamilton player yeah, Listen I can, un- I can understand Why the charge was brought um, Clearly The three former referees Who have looked at it 
are all in agreement that it's a red card defence and the new system as it is this season Gordon for me makes it increasingly difficult for clubs to have successful appeals to successfully challenge these notices of complaint so Stephen McLean done Greg Stewart done Darian McKinnon done all three hearings on Thursday I would expect all three players to have to serve these two match bans they've been offered um, what about the Darren McKinnon one? Because you 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 mentioned it earlier in the show. This is um, yeah, it's highly it's, unusual. It is unusual yeah. because the referee gave a yellow card. Yeah. So what what we're used to experiencing when it comes to retrospective disciplinary action is that it's incidents that were unseen, and there used to be this school of thought that if the referee gave a booking at the time, that that it can't be dealt with retrospectively. That's not strictly true because what they mean, Roger, by not seen As in It might have happened behind him And he didn't see it at all Or he might have Seen the incident In yeah, that, in that he, was was, he was looking at yeah. it But either his view was obscured Or he didn't see The part of the incident Which would constitute A red card Yeah And that In this instance That's exactly what's happened His view's been slightly obscured He didn't see He, he, he saw Something going on He thought it was a foul Worthy of a yellow card But Given the benefit Of a second look he has decided that Had he seen it properly the first time It would have been a red card uh, Can I just say something was bothering me When I was going through the answers there And I, I did look it up Van Bronckhurst has scored at a World Cup Now Martin doesn't make many mistakes when the he Martin sends the tw- Yeah he doesn't make mistakes usually on the, on the teaser I must admit So I'll, yeah. I'll let him off with a yellow card But Van Bronckhurst Add that to your list Because it was a screamer Wasn't it? I what? remember it And that's why I looked One up One more there'll be a notice of complaint Coming your way yeah. um, Craig before we get back to the teaser What are your more general thoughts On that game tomorrow then? Um, unfortunately just a lot I won't be there I don't usually miss a Kelly match in football, I won't be going But um, again I'm hoping that Saturday was a blip I think we played good football At times defensively I think we played cut Broadfoot at the back there We were a bit weak Hopefully Broadfoot's back For tomorrow's game Alongside Stuart Finlay I'm thinking that if we go there, if we play the football we usually do, playing quite deep and getting teams on the counter-attack, I'm thinking again the Rangers result um, on Sunday there, maybe their heads will be down, maybe Steve Clark's trying to get our heads picked up. I think it's either going to go one or two ways, I think we can maybe scrape a one or two now, or I think that Rangers will just show us up that they did in the League Cup, so hopefully it's the, the latter and not the former, so again fingers crossed and hopefully we can walk away with the three points. Thank you to Craig He's a Kilmarnock fan from Johnson Can't show his face at Rugby Park Because he's landed Greg Stewart Potentially a two match ban <laughs> We won't hold it against you uh, Right um, Just let me double check In some of the Championship scores tonight Because we've got some big games It's goalless across the board Air Alloa Falkirk Ross County Inverness Dunfermline And Queen of the South Morton They can't be long gone in those games To be fair Maybe eight minutes or so uh, Right 13, well it's now 14 isn't it 14 players have played in the SPL And scored at a World Cup Craig Burley, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Henri Kamara, Claudio Canidja Ronald De Boer, Torrey Andre Flo Robbie Keane, Henrik Larsson Freddie Junberg, Craig Moore Georgius Samaras, Anthony Glancy's on Twitter He's got one of the ones that you're still looking for oh, many of It's a good again. one Three, two guy Nope oh. Pedro Mendes Nope Keep going Roger Magic Zerowski Crossing these out as we come oh. Elian Kiriakov No Gordon DL You want to add Do you feel free to, to jump in And, and I'm, contribute I'm, I'm loving listening uh, Wasn't he a lad for Cameroon was he? No There's one that I would consider Celtic. obvious In that he was a Celtic player An international player Nakamura. Not European Yes That's the one that Anthony tweeted in Nakamura uh, Two to get Including obviously the one that you'll never get Never Ever Ever 
I don't think I'll ever ever get the next two Ever 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 The, the one that you should get out of these two mm-hmm. Is a Celtic defender mm-hmm. European Celtic defender Ramon Vega No I'm just thinking geographically how close you are You're sort of Tenuous Which the one we'll never get Give us a clue in that one The one that you'll never ever get Made three appearances for Livingston in 2003 And scored for Jamaica Where he's currently the manager Of Jamaica He's the manager of Jamaica Uh You'll never get it I honestly I could not believe this one You won't get it Three appearances for Livy Go for it <laughs> Theodore Whitmore. Oh, of course. Had to look oh, him up to see if he. Ah, yeah. big, big Theo. Yeah, sure. Uh, right, last one then. Celtic defender. Centre half. I'm sure he. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he was a centre half. Hope I've got that right. I'll give you the nationality. Yeah. yeah. Danish. Oh, Mark Reaper. Mark Reaper. Oh. Me. There we go Alright thank you to Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Big thanks as always to you Thank you for listening Thanks for all your calls And tweets Huge night Of Scottish Premiership Action tomorrow So join us from 6 o'clock In the company Of Mark and Jim Duffy uh, Callum Gallagher's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.